It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. And hey, if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the place to go. It's the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you can have a chance to take home the top prize. All you have to do is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's always ice cream season at the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. And March is no exception. Come on in and get a taste of the Irish. All month long, they'll have delicious mint soft serve, mint flying saucers, mint milkshakes, and their amazingly popular cookie puss cake. All perfect for the St. Patrick's season. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel, open seven days a week, Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you on the major platforms where you get podcasts. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Carvel of North Syracuse, and Ken's Auto Detailing. If you're in and around Central New York, hop on over to Ken's. Get that inside-outside detail. I'm telling you right now, you get a detail from Ken's and you drive off the lot feeling like you have a brand new vehicle. Every vehicle you could possibly have, whether it's for work or for your personal use, cars, trucks, motorcycles, you name it, they do it right. Full inside-outside detail. Head on over to Ken's Auto Detailing today, Route 11 and Cicero, if you are in and around Central New York. A tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families and Stanley Law Offices, where together they'll work to get you the maximum reward. All right, Freddie Freeman is a Dodger, okay, and... Just a couple of quick things here on on this, all right? And I'm going to spend the whole podcast on this, and I'm going to talk a little Dodgers um, and and this lineup and how absurd it's going to be. But the first thing is that Atlanta, if you're a Braves fan, right, you got to be crushed because your club just won the World Series. The face of your team was Freddie Freeman, right? He's like, he's your guy, you know, and it's just got to be devastating. And I have a lot of uh, friends of mine who are Braves fans, um, not a lot, but a few, uh, and, and they're bumming. Uh, but, but, you know, Freeman was their guy, you know, just like for a long time, um, you know, they're, they're, and there's players all over like this, and I understand it's free agency and all the rest, but Mookie Betts was, you know, basically on the trajectory to be that guy, you know, for Boston. Um, now he's in LA. Uh, there have been other instances where this has taken place. Freeman is 32 years old. Um, he signs a, um, a a really big contract, but in a way uh, it, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be um, considering the market. And, 
really I say that because, um, you know, 30, 32, 34, 35 million, that's usually kind of what it costs, you know, for, for guys who are linchpins, who are cornerstones, who are, uh, in his case, a, you know, a face of the franchise, you know, um, and, and, and super, super productive. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, I mean, the Dodgers in a way for as much spending as they, you know, as, as they, as they, uh, as they do, um, you know, they get once in a while, they get these contracts, you know, and, uh, it's a six-year deal. It's worth $162 million. It's an average of what I think I did the math on uh, on this the other day. Is it $27 million? Let me head, head over to my calculator here. Riveting podcasting. $27 million, okay, per year. Now, Matt Olson was signed um, by the Braves to a, a mega deal and an extension after the trade acquisition. Um, and... You know, Matt Olson is five years younger. You know, Matt Olson is, uh, you know, a guy who uh, is is definitely going to help the Braves. Uh, he was actually better from a production standpoint, you know, than than Freddie Freeman last year, um, and, and is just a an, just an incredible, incredible uh, addition for for the Braves. Um, you know, uh, just. I mean, look, if, if you're a Braves fan and you're upset about Freeman, at least there's a little mini feeling of good uh, of, of good karma here, of good things happening to your franchise, a uh, team, again, that just won the World Series, because you got Matt Olson, uh, you know, for uh, $168 million, um, you know, and, and just, a, a, you know, just like that, the page was turned, right? Like, basically. Uh, had to give up a lot to get him. You know, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they had to give up. A major, major haul um, of of prospects, and uh, a lot of those guys should be able to go right into Oakland and you know and 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 play right away. Um, you know, I just man, and Olson's deal, by the way, is an eight year deal for for one hundred sixty eight million dollars. So if you do the math on that, the Braves uh, one hundred sixty eight divided by uh, divided by eight. You know, twenty-one million dollars a year for Matt Olson. Now, if Matt Olson gives you um, some major, major play, that contract will end up being an absolute steal for the Braves because they signed a guy who's five. I know the I know the wound is fresh here, Braves fans. I get it, but they signed a guy who's twenty-seven years old, who plays the same position, has equal or greater power, right? Uh, had better production last year. It's a longer deal, and maybe he can be the new cornerstone of the franchise. Matt Olson is a phenomenal baseball player, phenomenal. And if you look at his stats from last year, he was two seventy one, hundred eleven RBI, thirty nine home runs. You know, nine eleven OPS. He's a guy who you know has gone. Um, 111, 91, 84 uh, for RBI. Uh, he's a guy who's topped the 30 home run mark already twice. He's topped the 20 home run mark twice. In fact, one of those times he had 29, so he almost got to 30 a third time. 
Um, but he's he's an outstanding, outstanding player. So the Braves are basically, you know, over the course of six years, they're paying six million dollars less than the LA Dodgers are for Freddie Freeman, right? And yet they have him for the two years after that. You know, if you if you just line up the six years to six years, that's what this thing looks like. Um you know, Freeman there for $27, $6 million more per year than Olsen. And for two years less, and he's five years older. So it could be a better deal for the Atlanta Braves. It's just the feeling, you know, being a, a fan of the team, and that's my guy. It hurts, right? It stings. Um, the other thing I wanted to get into was was this, that the Dodgers, you know, I just think back to when the Yankees dynasty was going on, right? In the 1990s. The Yankees were built, despite what the anti-Yankee person wants to say, okay? They were built on um, a, a truly, truly great farm system. And the backbone of that farm system, of course, were a few guys. Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Bernie Williams, and Andy Pettit, right? And Gene Michael, thank goodness, convinced many times George Steinbrenner and his goombas, Clyde King and company, you know, don't trade any of these guys. You know, Mariano Rivera, they wanted to trade him. Felix Ramin, can you imagine if that had happened? Derek Jeter, don't trade him. Clyde King quoted as saying, you'll never win with him at shortstop. <clears throat> Fast forward to 2020 and then the induction uh, really, in 2021, and Derek Jeter goes in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> first ballot, um, and rightfully so. Five World Series uh, won, right? And, and and so many records as a Yankee, a franchise of, hello, Ruth Gehrig, DiMaggio, Mantle, Barra, okay, those kind of guys. Um, you know, Jeter's got a lot of those records, uh, including the most hits of all time. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, Posada was a backbone-type player, a great catcher, foundation catcher, Bernie Williams, for a while was the longest tenured Yankee and, and went all the way back to the early 90s. And um, again, Yankees were built up the middle with that group too, right? I mean, you had pitching, starting pitching, closer, right? And then boom, look, catcher, shortstop, center field, right? Built right up the middle. The Yankees were built on all that. Andy Pettit obviously was a great Yankee, right? Um, so Jeter, Rivera, Posada, Bernie, and, and Pettit <clears throat> were all unbelievable Yankees. They were built on that on that farm system. And then from there, what the Yankees did was they knew scouting, they knew their players, they knew ceilings, they knew when to trade a guy, when not to trade a guy, when to send Eric Milton to the Twins for Chuck Knobloch, when to send Jake Westbrook to the Indians for Dave Justice, you know, when to send uh, David Wells and Homer Bush uh, and Graham Lloyd to Toronto for Roger Clemens. Uh, they, they just knew when to do those things, right? <clears throat> and really it started before that when they sent Roberto Kelly to Cincinnati for Paul O'Neill. And a lot of people just, well, what, what in that, you know, <clears throat> what are you doing? This is a five tool, you know, player and Roberto Kelly, it's a foundational piece, blah, blah, blah. And it could not have worked out better for the Yankees. You know, when to send Sterling Hitchcock and Russ Davis to the Seattle Mariners for Tino Martinez and Jeff Nelson. I mean, the Yankees used to just steal players. They used to win every trade. They had the foundation of the farm system. And then inside that was where the payroll came in and, and all the money and some free agents, 
Some guys were traded for and, you know, signed and all the rest. But back, what I'm getting at is that back then, the Yankees got blamed and, and, and later on got blamed more even when they didn't win World Series and they weren't going every single year, right? They would win a division and lose to the Angels. They'd win a division, be a great regular season team, lose to the Tigers in the postseason because they'd shove it up their butts with the great pitching, right? They'd, in 2003, they'd win a pennant and then they lose to the Marlins, right? After that emotional seven-game series uh, against Boston, right? Uh, obviously, greatest choke job in 2004 against Boston, right? The Yankees slowly but surely became more of a high payroll team, more of a high, high payroll team, but not as good a team, and went out and just splashed and you know spent a ton of money. In the case of the off season after 2008, when they missed the postseason, they went out and blew a ton of money on Mark Teixeira, Cece Sabathia, and AJ Burnett. But <clears throat> for my money, I would have rather had some different players. And, uh, you know, one, one more championships, one more pennants, right? Uh, you know, their boneheaded move, getting Alex Rodriguez. The Yankees became the evil empire during all of those years when they were signing and trading for the biggest names, um, you know, in the game. Uh, you know, the big contract for Mike Messina, right? Trading and getting Alex Rodriguez. Um, splashing uh, hard into the, into the Japan market to get Hideki Matsui, who was a phenomenal Yankee, who was a part of the 2009 World Series team. They got crucified for all of that spending right from the beginning, right from the jump when they were winning consistently and the dynasty was in, in place under Joe Torre and, and company and, and Gene Michael and Bob Watson eventually. And, um, you know, Brian Cashman was there at the time, but he was, you know, he was under all those guys. He influenced some of those deals, um, you know, and, and frankly should have learned while he was working for Watson and Michael in, in what not to do, but he hasn't, that hasn't happened uh, for Cashman, especially recently, um, as he just continues to, you know, keep that GMC warm, you know, and Hal, Hal just doesn't, Hal Steinbrenner just doesn't seem to care uh, about, you know, the success of the team as long as the checks are coming in. Even though he made us believe, made you know, tried to make us believe that it was a, quote, tough couple of years for the Yankees the last couple of years. I mean, if it's tough couple of years, then you know what? Take your beer prices and give people $3 beers. And, uh, you know, move your hot dog prices from $7 to, you know, to $2, um, you know, do a dollar Thursday, right? Uh, I mean, my God, you know, the, the parking prices, I mean, you pay more for parking than you do your game ticket in some cases at Yankee Stadium. So this guy's a clown. He collects checks and all the rest. But my point is, is that the Yankee payroll, they have gotten destroyed in past years. It's nothing like what the Dodgers are doing. I mean, the Yankees, sure, they, they had a high payroll, highest payroll when they won World Series, of course, multiple times. <clears throat> I don't know if it was every time, but multiple times, of course. Nothing like this. I mean, the Dodgers' payroll is going to be close to $300 million in, in 2022. You look up and down their roster, they've got everybody. It feels like anyway, Right. I mean, remember when they had all that pitching and then they went, went out and blew the market away and got Trevor Bauer? <laughs> you know, and like I said, to their credit, and they also have a really good farm system, by the way. They have farm players inside, too. I, I, I don't want to discredit that. Um, but, you know, sometimes they get these deals. Like, they got the Mookie Betts. You know, they traded and got Betts, and they signed him long term. He, Mookie Betts, is, 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 a, is a five-tool wonder player. 
But Mookie Betts, they actually, in a way, got on the cheap. If you if you remember and look back on that, when you look at the years and the money, um, you know they kind of stole for what the market is. Uh, Mookie Betts, really. I mean, they 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 stole him in a way, you know. And listen, I think when you look at the Dodgers roster, I think they're a little short on pitching, right? But they've managed to get another major player um, from you know from the free agent market, and he's going to help them immensely. He's going to help balance the lineup. He's great at first base. He's a class act in the clubhouse, um, you know. And uh, we'll we'll you know we'll see what happens. Um, I remember when the Dodgers <clears throat> when they picked up Mookie Betts too. They you know, they ended up getting David Price with them in the package deal. It was a contract that Boston wanted to move, and they just picked it up. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. I mean, look at this lineup. Look at these players. They have potentially one, two, three, uh, four, maybe maybe four MVP candidates right now, right? I mean, my God, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, you know, you got Justin Turner, Trey Turner. I mean, they're loaded. When you go, when you go right to left, um, you know, in, in their infield, you go from Justin Turner to, well, they could platoon a bunch of guys uh, at, at second. And, and frankly, Trey Turner can play shortstop if he wants to, too. But you have Trey, uh, Trey Turner at second base. You got Leonard at short. Um, you know, and, and then you can play. Uh, you know, you can play Freddie Freeman at first, and, and Max Muncie's still there, right? I mean, this team is absolutely loaded. And then at catcher, they've got depth there. Will Smith is terrific. He's backed up, I believe, by Austin Barnes. You know, uh, the outfield is insane. I mean, from left to right, it's insane. AJ Pollock's a fantastic player. Remember when they picked him up? That was just a, a eh. We'll go get him. No big deal type of thing. But I thought it was a really big trade for L.A. He's great defensively. You know, he's 34 years old now, but he's, you know, he's a good player. You've got A.J. Pollock in left field, Mookie Betts in, in, in right field, Cody Bellinger in center. you got Gavin Lux. You've got Gavin Lux on your bench. Okay? I mean, <laughs> this Dodger team is, it's comical. It's comical how loaded they are. Okay? Absolutely comical. And nobody seems to care. <clears throat> I mean, if I Googled Dodger playoff, uh, Dodger payroll, Dodger payroll, co- you know, columns or uh, ripping the Dodgers for spending all the money. Oh, they're ruining the game, right? Because if this were the Yankees, that's what we would hear time and time again. Oh, the Yankees. Good God. They're ruining the evil empire. They're ruining the game. They're not. You know, and yet baseball, you know, baseball's rules are baseball's rules. The Yankees followed the rules. The Dodgers are following the rules. They, you look, the, the luxury threshold is what, 250, <clears throat> you know, 240, 250. They're going to, they're going to completely blow that out of the water. They completely blow it out of the water. They're going to end up spending 40, 50, 60 million dollars more than the luxury tax because they don't give a crap. Why? Because they want to win. It's a heck of a lot more than I can say for Hal Steinbrenner, who's just completely, like, has been hibernating as Yankee owner and lets Brian Cashman run the franchise into the ground. But 
this Dodger team, they're kind of going with the old Yankee model as the sport has kind of, you know, developed into where we're at right now. Um, and But nobody cares. While I credit the Dodgers, while I credit some of the moves, while I credit them from, you know, at times getting for what the market is, bargains, right? Betts, Freeman, Pollock, etc. Um, you know, for as much as I credit, you know, them for wanting to win and, and all the things I've mentioned, they still have spent a ton of money and nobody seems to care. I mean, it's not even close to what it used to be for the Yankees, you know? And last I checked, you know, this Dodger group um, under, you know, great ownership, by the way, um, and, and you know, Andrew Freeman at GM and all the rest coming over from Tampa. You imagine being Freeman coming from Tampa and all of a sudden having, you know, $230 million more million to work with. I mean, actually, there's no, there's no, like, set budget. There's no cap on the budget for the Dodgers. You know, it could be two hundred thirty million more now, but that doesn't mean it's not. It couldn't be three hundred million more, right? Um, but the LA Dodgers, you know, you you think about comparing them to, you know, the, the the Yankee dynasty and all the rest. This Dodger team, this recent run, right, goes back to probably around oh I don't know two thousand seventeen, I think, you know. And they won a pennant in 2017-18. They won one in 2020, right? Um, Been to the playoffs um, every year for the last, I mean, my God. Well, you know what? It goes before 2017. This this has been kind kind of a long run here. I mean, you know, at least being in the mix to win a championship. They won the NL West 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. They won it eight years in a row, and they got a wild card last year because the Giants came out of nowhere and won. But my point is that, look, eight division titles, it's great. You know, wild card berth in 2021, okay? You know, they're in the playoffs every single year since 2013, okay, great. They've won three pennants, you know, since 2017, and they won a World Series in 2020 in the shortened 60-gamer. Good, really, really, really good. But for the money they spend... Don't you think that's the least they should they should win? I mean, if this were the Yankees, it'd be, oh, you only one World Series to show. I mean, how many times are we talking right now about the Yankees since 2009, right? They haven't won a World Series since 2009. How many times are we going to read columns out there and, and mentions out there, right, about how, you know, the Yankees are, and look, rightfully so. They're doing it, but rightfully so. You know, the Kevin Kernan's of the world and everybody else. But how many times are we going to read it, right? How, I mean, it's true. It's factual, right? How many times are we going to... People keep writing about it. People keep telling us about it, as they should. The Yankees have won the same amount of World Series since 2000 that the Florida Marlins have. <laughs> One. And I'm not saying you should win every year. I'm not saying it's easy to win every year. I'm not saying that you can just blow $300 million and somehow magically not have to perform on the field and you just win a championship. doesn't happen. I'm not saying wins dangle from trees. I'm not saying people don't get injured. I'm not saying any of that stuff. It's difficult still. Even when you spend a ton of money, you got to spend it right. You got to go out and perform. I get that. I heard Dave Roberts on the Rich Eisen show uh, last week, and he said exactly that. However, when you have the amount of resources, when you have what the Dodgers have, when you have what the Yankees have, you know, you, you got to be winning division titles repeatedly. You got to be in the hunt uh, for a championship. You, you know, you got to be at the, at the top of the list. 
If you're spending that kind of money and you've got those resources, you have the, you know, you're dipping into the scouting pools internationally uh, more, if you know, as much if not more than anybody, <clears throat> you better win. You know, you better win. I'm not saying win a World Series every year. But the Dodgers, you know, they've got eight division titles since they started really spending like this, right? And a wild card berth, and they've got three pennants. It's great. The Yankees, from 1996 to 2003, okay, they won four World Series in five years. They won the pennant in 96, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, and 2003. They had six pennants. That's double what the Dodgers have right now. If you take a stretch, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, okay, that's a five-year period where they won three pennants, okay? The Yankees won six pennants in 96 through 2003. You do the math on that, that's 96, 7, 8, 9, 2000, 1, 2, 3. That's seven years. Five pennants in seven years, which means the Dodgers would have to go to two more pennants, and even if they won the World Series in both of those years, they would still be one less title than the Yankees dynasty. One less. <clears throat> and they're spending between 275 and $300 million on their payroll. Just pointing that out. So I don't know where all the columns are and where, you know, all the ripping of the Dodgers is for at least the payroll part. Because while we can praise them, look, both things are true. We praise them for the farm system and we praise them for all the things that they're doing. Well, Stealing contracts, great management, Andrew Freeman, da, 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 da. Okay, let's hit the payroll button a couple times, huh? Goodness gracious. Anyway, Freddie Freeman's a Dodger, and that lineup is terrifying. Mike Lindsley with you here. It is an ML Sports Platter episode. Thanks for listening to the show. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by our great friends at Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Tiny Bubbles Laundromat. Three great locations if you're in and around Central New York, Fulton, Liverpool, and East Syracuse. Hey, they've got the PayRange mobile app. You can wash, dry, and fold laundry for only a dollar a pound. It is Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And do want to throw a tip of the cap uh, out there. Thank you to our buddy uh, Matt Graham from State Farm, Camillus Golf Club, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State Tax Efficient Retirement Planning. Go with Brian Comboy today advisors.massmutual.com, advisors.massmutual.com. He's on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Brian can put together a terrific financial plan for you. Just go get him, advisors.massmutual.com. You might be retiring. You might have a kid going to school soon. I got news for you. Brian's got a plan for everybody. So go hit him up at advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, uh, New York State, is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Bet Online. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.